Hey, Grandpa Jim Motivation Central Station. Are you feeling fabulous, fantastic, ferocious? Are you ready to take on the world? <laughs> I hope you are. Uh, a lot of good things to cover for sure. Uh, you know, we definitely got to thank uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene for taking over for Trump. She's actually... Uh, more entertaining to me than Trump was in the end uh, being a comedian and hearing Trump jokes for five years, you know. At first, you know, the first year, it was kind of cool if a comic did, you know, a joke about Trump. And then it became what we call hack when somebody would do a Trump joke unless it was from a really fresh, fresh take. Because uh, the stuff was just too easy to write, for sure. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. I just wanted to, before we dive in, I want to talk about the nine-year-old that got maced in the face. Uh, talk a little bit more about our girl, uh, you know, uh, Madri Taylor Green. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, AOC and her... You know, her revelation and her courage and her strength. And we'll get into that a little bit. But first, I wanted to clear some things up. My last podcast on the COVID virus. I want to spell things out a little bit more for people before we... The storm is coming. Trust me. This is like, you know, the numbers in our state are going down. Now the Milwaukee Bucks are talking about letting in a crowd, but... Nobody's like paying attention to these strands. I'm telling you, I've got information over five weeks ago about the South African strand from their equivalent to the Dr. Fauci over there. And he was saying how that that variant just supersedes everything. And there's already a vaccination company. It was either Pfizer or Moderna are like, we're going to add a third booster shot. And so right now what they're talking about, I was watching national news tonight, and they were talking about the UK variant is going to spread over the next six weeks in the United States. And there's going to be a lot of fatalities, you know, and so... This is the thing with that South African variant, though. It trumps all the other ones. So once you have the UK strand come through, the Brazil strand come through, you have the wild card, the South African variant, that this thing is, uh, you're not, people aren't building uh, antibodies to it. They're not fighting it off. And I want to clarify, and maybe I didn't make this point clear in the other podcast, is even if you've had the COVID, and first of all, everybody thinks, well, I had COVID, and so I'm I'm good, you know. No, you're good for five months. I did a report on that too, and like I said, in our news cycle, we don't have enough time. You know, the politics eats up a lot of the news. COVID, you know, uh, there's still half the news is like, oh, COVID is getting behind. No, it's not getting behind us at all. It's ramping up. The, the disease, the virus is morphing itself. Milwaukee Bucks owners, I'm pleading with you, you are making the wrong move by bringing people into these games. This thing is going the other direction. It's not going in the right direction. We're nowhere near it. 
most likely the new vaccinations aren't going to take care of the South African variant. Then where are we at? So everybody gets gets a vaccination and then we're going to have to go back and get another one. And uh, so, you know, and I guess, I guess, you know, if it's blocking you from these other variants, that's probably a good thing too. But uh, again, the South African one trumps everything. So, We have some police officers again. Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York, they uh, killed a guy uh, about two years ago by putting a spit bag over his head in the middle of the night. And they tried to cover up that murder. And so now they get a nine-year-old girl. Mother calls the police. Say, my kid's out of control. Sounds like a single parent household. Her daughter suicidal. Now at nine years old, I don't know. I'm sure statistically it happened. It ha- and it happens. But I'm sure it's very rare. <laughs> I'm sure it's very rare, okay? And I know in social work, we're supposed to pay attention to every cry for help. And I get that. And this is another thing about when we try to fund the police departments, not defund, you know, invest, add value to. This is where a social worker could have came in or somebody from CPS. We have a nine-year-old kid who is struggling. People that work for CPS are trained on how to de-escalate people. And this is the other thing looking back at the South African variant um, that's South African variant. But looking back at the um, police work, like where is the cultural training? Would you, I don't think if they got a wild dog off the street, they would have maced it. They maced this nine-year-old girl, you know, so she couldn't see. You know, and her mother was on the evening news tonight and said, you know, when I called the police, I, I wasn't calling to beat up my daughter, you know, so... That's just ridiculous. And then uh, our Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, wow, is she just out there. But it was so great to see Mitch McConnell finally speak up and say, you know, this crazy talk amongst our party is got to stop. And so um, that's a step in the right direction. I think that party through this whole impeachment thing um, will they dig their heels in because it sounds like Joe Biden is going to, President Joe Biden is going to go through with the big package that he wants. He thinks that this is what the country needs. He's in control now. He's got support of the House and he's pretty much assured of getting this home through the Senate. And so um, more power to Joe, but he did bring those people to the table. But it's so ridiculous when he has a number that's way past a trillion. He's at $2 trillion, and the Republicans think that $600 billion is going to fix things the way they're going. I do not know what reality that side lives in. You know, where does, you know, you know, how do you believe in these conspiracy theories? What happened? Like, oh, I'm just so lost on that. So I want to get to the superstar, the celebrity. I want to talk about AOC and how she 
uh, came out so boldly, talked about trauma. And I work with a lot of people that have trauma. And like she says, when you, first of all, I heard a, went through a crazy training for, I work for a, I do social work out of a veterans organization. I'm not a veteran. I was the first non-vet they ever hired. And since my hire, they decided to hire more of us to integrate the uh, military veterans back into society. They tend to herd up and stay in their own groups. Um, They have a lot in common when they've gone through war. And so, um, but, uh, you know, when I did go through this training with the veterans, I knew, you know, that anybody that goes to war is traumatized. But I didn't know to the level that these people are traumatized when they really open up and they start telling their story and the room was full of vets and I was just like the lone participant that wasn't a vet so they all felt super comfortable you know sharing openly and honestly of all those traumas and what you'll find a lot of times is the childhood trauma like if they were sexually abused as a kid or uh, neglected or uh, physically abused that trauma supersedes even war it hurts so much so uh one of the persons there said you know once you uh you know um once you are a virgin and you're not anymore you can't go backwards you know what i'm saying and and he used different more crass words uh than that but the trust factor is gone and so when somebody is has a trauma, number one, you're more likely to use drugs and alcohol. Number two, your life is short. And I always think, wow, is that just a blow? Because not only were you the victim from somebody else's sickness, trauma, you know, the neglect or the physical abuse or the sexual abuse from somebody else putting it on you, but now you're more likely to use drugs and have a shorter life. Now, if that ain't pulling a short straw, I don't know what is, but I give anytime somebody in a position of power like her that's respected by many, and that is a shining light. When you look at the other side of the aisle and you see uh, Ms. Green over there with her ludicrous who's trying to impeach Biden right now, by the way, who brought a a gun on the uh, floor one time, who also uh, wishes uh, Nancy Pelosi would have been hunted down. Um, You know, you can go on and on. And then you got a bright shining star on the other side of the aisle that just is a little do-gooder that wants to see good things happen for the people that are marginalized, the people you know, that don't have a voice. That's why I personally got into social work because for the most part, I was blessed to be able to vocalize. And there's something when I see injustice, when I see something happening to the little person, you know, I'm the champion of the underdog. I don't like it when society just walks over the people on the bottom. And, you know, one thing that was demonstrated, there was just an article when you have the Republicans in control of the finances, the rich get richer, just like when Trump was in there, all his billionaires. Remember, he promised that to, you know, um, that 
you know, it was just going to be common people on his, um, all his uh, cabinet members. And then they all became, they were all billionaires that walked in the door and all those fat cats just got fatter and fatter. And America's just slid and slid and slid. And the bottom is so deep nowadays in our country. And God bless Joe Biden for wanting to bring people out. But back to my original point here is AOC bless you. You're wonderful. Thank God there is somebody like you that represents our voices. And uh, it's really great. And usually, uh, you know, this podcast is going out to help somebody, you know. So if you do know somebody that's, you know, struggling, you know, it's always nice to make a phone call to them, see how they're doing. You know, if you're struggling, you'd be surprised if you're going to call somebody and they're usually struggling worse and you usually feel better. But I I always like to say we should be trying to help other people because all the great philosophers, all religion teaches to go help another person and it'll bring you out of yourself. There's no doubt about it. So I always like to say, if you feel you have nothing to give, you can always give a smile. But I would like to add to it, you can always give a kind word, an uplifting word, you know, and it it can become a habit. You know, you just practice a little. And before you know it, you're inspiring people. You're making them feel better. I had a woman come in one time when I was tutoring at a local college And um, actually, there was a person from the front desk where this tutoring center was walking before her. And she came into the room where I was at, and she's like, Jim is over there. And so this woman came in, and you could just see, um, you know, the uh, rage and anger on her face. And I said to her, "Um, you know, how can I help you? And she says, well, I was in this group and these people weren't listening to me and I want to kill somebody. And I'm, my first thought was, does she really want to kill somebody? Like, should I call one of the officers right now? Or So I said, well, let's just talk for a minute. Let me ask you, number one, what's going on? And she felt she was ostracized in this group. And then when I got to talk to her for a minute, she lost her... Um, boyfriend that was living with her like two weeks prior and she was behind in her schoolwork and when the thought that came to me is where is her strength and I said you know in my head I'm like her strength is she's here and I'm like you know girl I'm just amazed that you are here today and that just shows me how strong you are and let's talk about these people here and let's talk about the group And so, you know, you could see uh, a little bit of warmth come over here, a little bit of over her and a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, a glow to her. Like, hey, wow, somebody just said one kind word to me. Somebody just lifted me up just a hair. And then she went off to her class and she came back later, looked like a whole different person a couple hours later. And just thank me for, you know, just, uh, you know, um, saying some kind words to her. Uh, but I've really tried to make that a habit um, when I'm around everybody. And today it is a habit. 
You know, it wasn't that way at first. I was too wrapped up in my own traumas. Um, But eventually we heal and uh, we can fly like uh, an eagle eventually. So, hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, There is a motivational, uh, Motivation Central Station um, Facebook page, Empowerment by Grandpa Jim. Um, I love to... uh, try to take a little inspiring takes on things. I post some positive articles there. and So, hey, just uh, thanks for hanging out with me and uh, have a great one.